It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. My name is Spencer, and I might sound a little bit different than the previous episode. Just uh, what? Let's see. Let's do the thing. Uh, today is June 29th, uh, 6:59 a.m. here in my work office, and we just added a whole bunch of foam to the the corners and stuff um, more than I had before. So this room might sound a little bit different. I guess we'll uh, I'll check that out later. It I, I think it sounds different. It sounds different. It does. It does. I think it does. Okay. There's no echoes in this room. That's a throwback to the previous episode. All right. The first word in this episode is act. And there is a um, there's a little there's a line a horizontal line below the K in the pr- pronunciation uh, thing. Uh, the word is spelled E-C-H-T. The pronunciation says E-K-T with a horizontal line. So how do you say that differently? Um, hmm. I got to go check the pronunciation thing. I don't really want to do that. But it's pretty much just like echt. 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 Yeah, it probably has a little bit of a huh sound in there. Echt. It is an adjective from 1916. And the synonyms are true and genuine, as in an echt New Yorker. It's hard for me to say that. A true, genuine New Yorker who who talks like this. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a true, genuine New Yorker. I'm an echt New Yorker. This is from the German word echt and also the Yiddish word echt, spelled E-K-H-T, a K instead of a C. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a Yiddish word. There's a lot of, a lot of Jews in New York, so that's why I think they chose that example. Hmm. I, I did not know this word. It's a new word. See if I can remember it. Are you a true, genuine podcaster? I'm an act podcaster that I only do a little bit here and there, and I don't get paid for it, so that's a true, that's an act podcaster. The sound effect will be... The next word is eclair. And you can pronounce this how many ways? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven ways. And I think the only difference... Oh, well, okay. The differences are you can either emphasize the first syllable or the second syllable. And then you can pronounce the first vowel different ways. Eclair, eclair, eclair. Eclair, or Eclair, Eclair, Eclair. Yeah, you get it. It is spelled E-C-L-A-I-R, and there is an accent on the E, which goes boop. Noun from 1861. Oh, this is going to make me hungry. A usually chocolate-frosted oblong pastry filled with whipped cream or custard. I know some people don't really care for pastries that have cream or custard in the middle, but I love it. The sugarier, the betterier. Um, the etymology is interesting, uh, although people who speak French won't be surprised by this. It is a French word, and it literally means lightning. 
I heard some lightning in the middle of the night last night because we got some rain here in the Chicago area, which was good because we're also dealing with this crazy, stupid air quality thing right now. Should I check the air quality currently at this moment in time? I learned about this new site, airnow.gov. Um, oh, look, it's 199, right on the border of red and purple. Thanks, Canada. I want an eclair, please and thank you. I wish I had looked ahead and been able to get an eclair, but I don't think I have uh, access to any vegan eclairs very easily right now at, you know, whatever time it was when I left the house, 6.30 a.m., uh, or just in general. I could have picked one up yesterday, but where? I don't know where to find one. Please send me some vegan eclairs. Mm, yeah. The next word is éclaircissement. Éclaircissement. Now wait a minute. There is not a single syllable that says it is emphasized. So you're supposed to say every single one of these syllables the same way. Éclaircissement. E C L A I R C I S S E M E N T. And there is an accent, same accent on the E. They both start with the same way, so I'm guessing this has something to do with lightning. Noun. From 1667, a clearing up of something obscure. And the synonym is enlightenment. So when you are, it's, there's, you, you got a spark of lightning in your brain. You have something, you have been, uh, you have, you have a, a spark of what? Of, oh my God, I, I have, I, I, something was obscure and now I understand it completely. I have been enlightened. I understand the meaning of life. I now have an eclair Um, Interesting, interesting word. I wonder how this gets used. Have we really taken this very long French word into English? When have people used this? Uh, back to the previous word. I think I need to put a link in the show notes for eclair, just so you can go learn about eclairs, the history of them, why and how they were invented, where to get some, all that. Eclampsia is next. E-C-L-A-M-P-S-I-A. Eclampsia. I think some people put a an S-H in there, maybe. Eclampsia? Maybe not. I don't know. Noun from circa 1860. A convulsive state is eclampsia, but especially an attack of convulsions during pregnancy or parturition. Eclamptic is an adjective. Uh, I have heard people who are pregnant say that they have preeclampsia, uh, and so I guess that means like you need to make some changes, like maybe go on bed rest, otherwise you are going to be in full eclampsia, and you could have some convulsions, and that's not good for you or the baby or anybody who knows you because they're going to be worried for you. Uh, I could have this wrong, but I'm sort of guessing that's what it is. Uh, the whole bed rest thing, I'm not sure if that's accurate, but yeah, preeclampsia, you don't want to get to full eclampsia. Not at all. You don't want this attack of convulsions when you're pregnant. No, no, no. This is from the Greek eclampsis, which means sudden flashing. 
I think there's a connection to the uh, the French word lightning. Yes, it's all related. Um, also from the Greek word aklampin, which means to shine forth, which is from X plus uh, X, which means out, plus lamping, which means to shine. So shine out, shine forth. And then that turned into another form of the word eclampsis, which means sudden flashing. So it's like it's like um, there's sudden flashing, I don't know, in the brain, in your nerves, something like that. That's where the convulsions, that's that's how we get to that. Hmm. Uh, eclamptic is an adjective. I don't know if I said that one or not. Uh, yeah, I think this deserves another link in the show notes, eclampsia, uh, because it is a big deal, and you want to avoid this at all costs. And maybe the link will explain, like, why this happens if if scientists and medicine know. How, how do you get to that point? What can you do to avoid it? Those are important things to know. This word is eclat. Yeah, you can emphasize either syllable, eclat or eclat. E-C-L-A-T. It's another French word, and we have the same accent on the E. Noun from 1672. One, ostentatious display, and the synonym is publicity. So if you are trying to be all public with your display going out, maybe like a flash mob is an ostentatious display called an eclat. Hey, 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 look at me. I'm outside in. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I'm outside dancing and singing for everybody to see. It's an ostentatious display. Number two is dazzling effect. And that's effect with an E, dazzling effect. And the synonym is brilliance. Uh, See, I I see a connection there. Yeah, an ostentatious display. Maybe it has a dazzling effect on the people. They're they're seeing how brilliant you are. This might be more of a like sparkly brilliance, which which is dazzling. It doesn't really explain, is it brilliant or is it brilliant? Which... Which way? Is it sparkly or smart? 3A, brilliant or conspicuous success? Hmm. Hmm. How do you use these in context exactly? Uh, Brilliant or conspicuous success? So that success, it's not inconspicuous. This is success that everybody knows about, everybody sees. It's an ostentatious, brilliant display with dazzling effect. And then 3B, the synonyms are praise and applause. Oh, oh, what an interesting thing. Everybody wants praise and applause. I think about this all the time. Uh, there's, I, I struggle with this, and I won't go into it deeply, but there's, okay, yes, it feels good to get praise and, and applause. Oh, you did such a good job. But at the same time, uh, you know, there. I think personally, at least, and I think a lot of people feel this. The introvert in me, the the humble person of me, is like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't praise. Don't applause. So you know, I think a lot of people struggle with this this idea of of wanting to do a thing and wanting praise, but then also like, don't don't give me attention. I don't like that. But I like it. But I don't like it. Uh, so yeah, this is a really interesting concept. Um, and then, yeah, th- this, that's what this whole word is about, eclat, the, dis- displaying publicly 
uh, dazzling, brilliant, conspicuous success. I'm just rereading the words. Uh, so yeah, it's a French word, and it means uh, it means splinter or burst or just the word itself, éclat. I don't know how that is. Like éclat means éclat. That seems odd. Why would you put the word in the word? Uh, whatever. But um, burst, I think, makes sense. I could see a connection there. But splinter, that one's kind of interesting. Ooh. I mean, there's lots of ways splinter is used, but the first one I thought of was, ooh, I got a splinter. It's very conspicuous in my finger. A splinter in my finger. All right, next word. That's an eclectic sound effect, don't you think? The next word is eclectic. Eclectic or eclectic. First form, adjective from 1683, number one. Selecting what appears to be best in various doctrines, methods, or styles. So, how I would love some context here. How do you use this in a sentence? I know the word eclectic, but this one seems a little bit different than what I'm used to. Selecting what appears to be best in various doctrines, methods, or styles. That's a thinker. Number two. Composed of elements drawn from various sources. Also, the synonym heterogeneous. Hetero means like different, not the same. And so this is things that are all different coming together. Uh, and it's something's composed by all these things that are different. So like, ooh, but that, that could be used in so many ways. Uh, are you talking about a person who's eclectic? I think that that's one of the first things that I think of, at least. A person could be eclectic, so maybe they got a lot of interests in a lot of areas. I would definitely call myself eclectic in that way. I have interests in tons of different things. Um, various sources, things drawn from various sources, but what else can be eclectic? I know. Let's do a Google search. What is... This is the dumbest, the dumbest search because it's so vague. Just what is eclectic? And of course, there's the definition that's going to come up. Um, but there's there's a eclecticism. Ooh, are we going to see that soon? Um, hmm. <laughs> yes, that is actually uh, one of the next words coming up. Um, but let's see. Oh, yeah, that was too vague of a Google search. So... Um, yeah, eclectic. You, you think about that. You ponder eclectic and uh, what, what is composed of elements drawn from various sources. And if you come up with some good examples, email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. Eclectically is an adverb. This is from the Greek word eclectikos, which is from eklegin, which means to select, which is from ex, which means out plus legging, which means to gather. So you're gathering a bunch of things, putting them all together, and showing them to the world, putting them out into the world. There's more at the word legend. So legging, legend seems like it came from this Greek word legging, this Greek word legging or legging, so gathering. So the legend of a map maybe is gathering all of the stuff, the important things. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, now let's see what this next word is because I feel like, I feel like there's more to the word eclectic 
than what it's showing here. The second form of eclectic is a noun from 1817. This is one who uses an eclectic method or approach. Hmm. So maybe what would that be? Would Could a scientist uh, use an eclectic method gathering information from lots of different uh, sources? Uh, possibly. Possibly they would be called an eclectic. Uh, but I am struggling to come up with anything else. Um, yeah, I mean, just the way that I think of the word eclectic, I think the way that most people think of it is an eclectic person. And boy, this word sounds weird now. Um, somebody who's something or some person who's just sort of odd and interesting. And yeah, there's just a lot going on, I guess. Yeah, that's where this word comes from. It's just something from from a lot of different things coming together. Hmm. Like this sound effect. Eclecticism is next. Noun from 1798. This is the theory or practice of an eclectic method, which is entirely very vague. Um, But what I did see in my Google search here is that there is uh, eclecticism is also an architectural style. Eclecticism is a conceptual approach that does not hold rigidly to a single paradigm or set of assumptions, but instead draws upon multiple theories, styles, or ideas to gain complementary insights into a subject or applies different theories in particular cases. Hmm. Maybe we need to post a picture, uh, at least one picture on social media of, I don't know, eclectic architecture? Something like that. The next word is eclipse, the first form of eclipse, noun from the 13th century. 1A, you know what, and I'm going to do a quick search. When, I know, I know that there is a big eclipse coming next year, 2024, in the States here, Uh, but is there anything else before that? When is the next... I'm using one hand to type this because I'm holding the microphone with the other one. When is the next eclipse in the USA? Uh, Yep, April 8th, 2024. There's a a solar eclipse, a total solar eclipse. I I have some family actually who's traveling to uh, what, the, the south Midwest area. I don't know if they're going to Texas or somewhere. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm tempted to tag along. Um, let's just check the next eclipse in the world. I guess it's the same one. Uh, the next one, the next solar eclipse in the United States won't be until August of 2044. 44. Hmm. Actually, now NASA here, so we're, we're digging into some things. We got, we got another... Uh, eclipse October 14th 2023 Uh, let's see yeah October 14th 2023 what's this one it's a solar eclipse it's gonna go uh, across North America Central America South America Uh, it will be visible for millions of people in the Western Hemisphere maybe NASA isn't gonna tell us when uh, the other ones are in the world but uh, yeah there there is gonna be it's called an annular solar eclipse so it's not going to be total it's going to be i am assuming it's a partial yeah a partial solar eclipse 
visible in the 48 contiguous states plus Alaska, probably some other, and obviously other places too. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Good. Put that on your calendar. October, October 14th, 2023. It's not far from now because this is airing in either August or September. Okay. We got to talk about Eclipse. Uh, 1A, the total or partial obscuring of one celestial body by another. One of them, these big old spheres out in, in space, one of them is blocking another from a, a third's point of view. 1B, the passing into the shadow of a celestial body, and it says compare to the synonyms occultation and transit. And number two, a falling into obscurity or decline. Also, the state of being eclipsed, as in his reputation has fallen into eclipse. And I apologize. I should have actually skipped number two, not skipped it, just held off because there is a, a picture. There is a di diagram of the 1A definition for eclipse, which again was the total or partial obscuring of one celestial body by another. So let's describe this. There's a couple different forms. There's solar eclipses and lunar eclipses, and I always mix them up. Okay, so this picture is a, an image of a solar eclipse. So that is what's coming up in October 2023 and April 2024. And this is, uh, okay, we got, some, we got some circles, we got some lines, we got some letters. So on the far left side, uh, this picture, by the way, is very much not to scale. So on the far left side, we have the Earth. The left half of the Earth is in shadow, and on the far right of the diagram is the Sun. So the right half of the eclipse is in the Sun area. Okay, so what happens is the moon, the little tiny moon, gets all up in the way between the Earth and the Sun. And because of, I guess, it's happenstance, the moon, when it crosses in front of the sun, based on its size with the sun and how far away they are, it ends up looking like it's about the same size. So when the moon gets in the way of the sun, it completely blocks it, completely blocks the sun. And so what is left is that now there, the, the sun is creating the moon's shadow onto the earth. And so that's the, that's the area, uh, I don't remember what they call it, but, you know, so in April of 2024, there's a, there's a big old line across the United States that is going to be in this full shadow. And then, of course, when you go up, like when I get to Chicago, we're going to see a bit of it. We're going to be on sort of the edge of the shadow, but further south of me is where the full shadow portion is going to be. Uh, so the E is uh, Earth. On the far right, we got S, which is the sun. In the middle, sort of pretty close to the Earth, we got M, which is the moon. And there is, uh, oh, so here, yeah, we're getting some names. So the U, this is the, this is the shadow, the full, full shadow that is being cast by the moon onto the Earth is called the umbra, U-M-B-R-A. But then there's also, you know, shadows, they don't have a hard edge usually. There's a little bit of like a blurry side to it. And so 
the sort of blurry area, this is just the easiest way to, to describe this, it's sort of extra shadow outside of the full shadow. That is called the, uh, the penumbra, P-E-N-U-M-B-R-A, the penumbra. Is it pen? Yeah, I think that's how you say it. And so that's designated with a P. And it's kind of like a cone. Um, I, I'm not going to describe this fully, uh, but basically there's rays coming from the top part of the sun and rays coming from the bottom part of the sun. And those rays, if you follow them onto the earth, they create the penumbra. But the part where they sort of merge all the rays merge together. That's the umbra. That's the full shadow part. Otherwise, it's just sort of half shadow. All right. I hope I described that well. Um, I will obviously have to post a picture of uh, eclipses and and maybe this diagram or something on social media. Um, And, you know, if I am able to get a picture of the eclipse in uh, October, uh, maybe I'll have to post that one too. But... I don't know. It's going to have to be through some sort of uh, special lensing because here's here's the big thing. Do not look at the sun when an eclipse is going on. And the reason is because everything is dark. And so your eye has has dilated to let in a ton of light. That's just a natural thing most people's eyes do. And the reason you're not supposed to look directly at the sun is because you don't know when the moon is going to pass by the sun and then the light starts to come by and because your eyes are open they're dilated the bright part of the sun when it comes at you at the end of the eclipse it can and will burn the crap out of your eyeball and you could be permanently damaged and you don't want that to happen so just don't look at it with your naked eye especially if, if it's been going on for a few minutes. Very bad idea. There's a great picture of Trump just staring at the eclipse that was like, I don't know, five years ago or something. Oh, what a silly goose. Okay, we have one more definition for eclipse. Oh, this is a long episode. Number three, the state of being in eclipse plumage. And that word is coming up. This word is from the Greek eclipsis which is from eclepin, which means to omit or fail or suffer eclipse. Also, oh, which is the, so this word eclepin or eclepin is from X, which I think means out, plus leaping, L-E-I-P-E-I-N, which means to leave. So leave plus out is omit, leave out. You're leaving something out, you're omitting. Um, there's more at the word loan. L-O-A-N. So how can we connect that to eclipse uh, with the sun and the moon and the stuff? Um, Leaving out, omitting, I guess you're just omitting the sun, the sunlight in that certain area. I guess that's how we're supposed to think about it. The second form of eclipse is a verb from the 13th century. It looks like it is only transitive. It means to cause an eclipse of. So if you are creating an eclipse, you are eclipsing. We have a few sub-definitions. A, the synonyms are obscure and darken. B, to reduce in importance or repute. 
sorry, I'm just going to lower your importance here. I'm going to eclipse you because I am going to take over with all the importance and you have been eclipsed. You got eclipsed. C. This synonym is surpass, as in her score eclipsed the old record. She just she just took that record and put it down. She lowered its repute and its importance and she now has all the importance. Uh okay, next word. Eclipse plumage. Two words, noun from 1906. Comparatively dull plumage that is usually of seasonal occurrence in birds exhibiting a distinct breeding plumage. Uh, so I guess this plumage has been eclipsed by the fancier breeding plumage. Oh, that plumage, it's not as important. We don't like it so much because it's dull. It's not that brilliant, colorful breeding plumage. It's just eclipse plumage. You look so dumb. Ecliptic is next. First form, adjective from the 14th century, of or relating to, uh, did I say the word? elliptic? Oh, no, it is ecliptic. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm confusing myself. Okay, the word is ecliptic. It is of or relating to the ecliptic or an eclipse. Okay, well, that, that ecliptic that is mentioned there is probably the second form because that's a noun. So relating to that thing, ecliptic or an eclipse is ecliptic. This word is from the lower Latin ecliptica. Oh, ecliptica linea, two words, which literally means line of eclipses line of eclipses okay so what is an ecliptic the second form of ecliptic is a noun from the 15th century the great circle of the celestial sphere that is the apparent path of the sun among the stars or of the earth as seen from the sun and then also, the plane of the Earth's orbit extended to meet the celestial sphere. I gotta think about this. I gotta visualize, that, visualize this in my head. The great circle of the celestial sphere that is the apparent path of the sun among the stars or of the Earth as seen from the sun. Oh, do I need to post a picture of this? Oh, I know. I could just type in ecliptic ecliptic and then let's look at some images ah here here some images um so this is now huh that's the earth that's the sun this is i'm trying to think of how to describe this the earth is in the center of this ecliptic and it goes around the sun which is to the right in this picture but then so the sun is only in one portion of this ecliptic this i don't i don't fully understand why this circle is this circle but it's something it's because it's because we go around i it's i don't i don't totally get it 
But it's a big old circle, and this, the, the, in this context, at least, the Earth is in the center of it. Okay. Um, let's see. Anything else for ecliptic? I don't think so. Last word. Eclog or eclog. E-C-L-O-G-U-E. Eclog. Noun from the 15th century. This is a poem in which shepherds converse. Hmm. That seems very specific. How many poems are there where shepherds are talking to each other about their flocks? Okay. Uh, this is a noun. No, I said that part. Uh, this is from Middle English eclog, from the Latin eclogi. Oh, that's the name of a thing. Capital E-C-L-O-G-A-E. Eclogi. That is the title of Virgil's pastorals. Uh, literally means selections. The plural is ekloga, and it is from the Greek eklogi, which is from eklegin, which means to select. So basically, Virgil selected, I would assume wrote, right? Would, would Virgil have written these and then selected them? And are they all about shepherds having conversations? Hmm. Hmm. Eclogue. Interesting. I mean, I guess Virgil just put this selection together, and then maybe that turned into, it's just any poem where shepherds are conversing. That's an eclogue. Okay. It's word of the episode time. Word of the episode time. Word of the episode time. Hey, hey. We had today, act, eclair, eclaircissement, eclampsia, eclay. Uh, no, it's Eclat, eclectic, eclectic, eclecticism, eclipse, eclipse, eclipse plumage, ecliptic, ecliptic, and eclogue. Oh, I mean, do I pick a clair? Do I pick eclipse? Do I pick eclectic? Hmm. Or do I pick a clog? The poem where shepherds are talking. Talking shepherds. Uh, let's see. I, I think I just want to pick eclectic. I think it's just an interesting idea of uh, just a whole bunch of things coming together to make a thing. And uh, yeah. Oh, but I mean, I could get real complicated with the song, but I, my brain can't come up with anything in the moment. So uh, we're just going to go eclectic, eclectic. I'm feeling so eclectic. I like all the things that makes me eclectic. Are you eclectic? Do you like words and also other things? Let's be eclectic together. All right, that was fine. Hey, let's bring up the list of movies so we can talk about some movies. Ooh, I got to actually update this because I've seen a couple movies that I haven't put on here. Uh, where are we? Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, this is just a very silly movie. I saw it years ago when it came out and uh, watched it again on the plane. Uh, it's, 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 it was way better than I had expected it to be when I first saw it. Uh, the, the filmmakers, uh, Chris and Phil, I like to be on a first name basis with them, even though we've never met and they have no idea who I am, but I really, really love the movies that they make, directing, producing, all that stuff. And, uh, this was one of their earlier ones and I just love the sense of humor. Uh, the visual style is funny. The, the jokes are very silly. And as an adult who likes cartoons... <laughs> Uh, I, I really appreciated it. So good job, guys. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Worth a watch if you haven't seen it. 
All right. This has been Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.